What's going on, everybody? My name is Stefan Coons. Welcome to the Everyday Pursuit podcast. Today, we have a special guest on, Coach Bryce. Say what's up. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Um, hopefully, you guys are having a great day. I don't know what day this is going to be released, so um, hopefully today's crushing it for you. You know, I, I, I kind of have a story before you know I, I dive in too far into the episode. So about a year and a half ago, I had a pretty big setback. Um, actually, it was... Man, it was no, it was longer than that because it's two thousand, almost two thousand twenty-three. So it was in August of nineteen, um, and it was like my second biggest injury I've had in my life. Previous, like I only, I've only had like two big, big injuries in two thousand twelve, eleven, twelve. Uh, I was doing MMA and I blew out my knee. I tore my PCL, my LCL, and sublocated my kneecap. So not good, and my whole knee was a grapefruit. And I didn't get proper rehab, and it was probably a two and a half year recovery. So it's very long. Um, and then, knock on wood, thankfully, I didn't really have anything. Oh, no, sorry. I did have one other injury. I had a torn labrum, and that happened like two and a half years um, of, of recovery time on that, or two years. Because if you know a lot about a labrum, it's unless you get surgery, it, it doesn't really fully repair. It's very, very hard. It took a very long time. So I've had all these ligament injuries, which don't get blood flow. So it sucks at recovering. It, I'd rather have a muscle tear. Um, and then in August of 19, I slipped a disc and had a herniated disc and really bad spinal injury. So there's like the only three like really bad injuries I've had in fifth, almost 17 years of lifting, 16 years of lifting. Um, so not that bad, but all those were a setback. And every single time, it, it makes you just like reassess your life. It's almost like when somebody dies, like you're just going along and you're living your life. And then like your grandparents die. And for a short time, you're like, what am I doing with my life? Like who, man, like how's my wife or spouse? Like where are my friends? You want to call people? Like it really makes you check reality. Like, because we get caught up in this, in this everyday hustle and bustle. Go, go, go. Yep. And I think that like, setbacks are, are, are actually really valuable because it forces you to reevaluate everything you're doing. And if you have a setback, it's probably because something you're doing wasn't that great. So it's also an opportunity to learn. And each one of those setbacks, I mean, I wish, obviously, right? I wish I knew, but I knew now back then, but I knew at that time I did what I, what I could, right? I'm like, wow, you know, why did you get hurt? Okay. You're super immobile. You had zero flexibility, totally makes sense. You're doing jujitsu and you're like a tight bodybuilder, basically not a good idea. Um, you know, second injury, I'm like, yeah, you have no rotator cuff mobility and strength whatsoever. You do the same motions too high of volume. That's why I got hurt. My third one was a freak accident, honestly, but, but I don't want to be like, well, it just was no, what did I do? Like, I can't just put it on there. And then now that I look back, I want to take extreme ownership. Right. And I look back and I'm like, okay, I probably was doing too high a volume for too long. My body was at too much stress and I felt good because I was working out a lot. And, you know, I, I see all these loopholes, but each time I get injured and each time I get a setback, it actually makes me become like a better athlete and a better trainer and a better coach, because not only can I relate to my clients more that I've had injuries, but it makes me think of my training and like really evaluate what I'm doing, if it's working, why I did it. Um, so I think you can use your, your, your setbacks as, as ammo for sure. Yeah. And it's not, it's not only just in regards to training, it's in regards to everything. So he gave the example of 
you know, a, a close family member dying or whatnot. And one of the things that I heard that I take to heart very, very much so is whenever you are just kind of going through life, it's easy and everything's all good and dandy. Sometimes you're not really progressing. It's only when you fail is whenever you've tried something new and you learn from it. And so that's something he mentioned was you learn from what's going on and you that's whenever you actually grow. And so those setbacks, it's us taking one, two, three steps back, but that's to propel us forward. And so that's always got to be your mindset is like, when you go about all of this, what what is the mindset around it? So whenever you have a setback, how are you approaching it? Are you just going to sit back and wallow and cry and oh, life is unfair? Yeah. Or are you going to take it and be like, okay, take extreme ownership, like Stefan said, yep. and learn from it. What what can you learn from it? Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes you are at a cro- at an intersection and someone ran a red light and you got T-boned. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Very difficult yeah, to sit back and are be out of like, your control. So, sometimes, but like you can still take a step back and say, okay, what could I have done differently? That one's tough. I'm not going to give you the, the answer on that, but there are so many other times in our life where you have to sit back and learn and use this as a time to use that setback to set yourself up to propel forward. And that's the main thing. It's, it's a big, big mindset shift. And when people start making that shift mentally, that's whenever setbacks are not bad. Setbacks are actually really, really good because now failure is exciting because failure means you're moving forward and you just need to keep pounding, moving forward until you break through that roadblock. And then it's free range until you run into the next one. Right. Yeah. If you you want to have the most badass, successful, happy, awesome, freaking tell all your friends life, then you you need to fail a lot um, and you need to have setbacks. There's and, gonna be some shitty yeah. times. <laughs> and and there's, there's basically two paths of life. I'll break both of them down. Path one, which is like not the path you wanna be on. You avoid self-reflection. You don't really do it that often. And you only really self-reflect when stuff gets really bad, <laughs> like really bad, right? When you have not even like a setback, like a divorce, like, you know, uh, your kids hate you, whatever, you know, you lose the job, you get fired, um, you know, th- and then you're forced to, right? That's the first path. And that, the, the hard thing about that path is a lot of those setbacks are so big, they, they ruin people. They just ruin them. They're never the same. It destroys them. Even my, my father, he worked for um, the state for like 26 or seven years and got fired on some BS. Um, so stupid, came out of nowhere and it like ruined him. Um, and I totally understand like that situation, you know, your identity is in that job for months and months and months. And I still think it affects him. And I'm not saying like he could have done something about it. You know, I'm not going to dive into every single detail, but the whole point is like, I do think that in a situation like that, maybe, maybe if he would have been reflecting on like, oh, should I do this or shouldn't I do this or whatever? Like, and even after he told me, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. So that's great because he's taking ownership, but like, don't even let it get to that point. Like, for me, I have a mindset, which is maybe kind of weird. And this is the second thing of life. I want to ask myself like how I did today, every day, every single day. And I also kind of want to suck every day, at least a little bit, because then if I suck, I know that, um, I'm actually not going to be depressed. And this is why, because I think depression happens when, uh, when you have a feeling of powerlessness, right? 
Like I can't do anything about it. And then it causes you to feel like sad and also like angry and it, and it creates depression, anxiety. Like I feel this way and it just sucks versus when I know that I reflect and I'm like, oh, I'm not that good. Good. Because now I have power because I identified it and there's things for me to do. You have an opportunity. Yeah, I have an opportunity. And the thing too is, and I'm sure you heard the saying, like, well, as soon as you stop growing, you stop dying. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like the people that are the most depressed are the people that do the same shit every day. Like it when you're stagnant, that's not how we're supposed to be. You're either like dying or thriving. Like there, yes, there's a middle ground. I totally understand that. It doesn't mean you have to just be gung-ho and and achieve the highest thing every single day. That's not what it is. It's like can you get 0.000001% better each day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, actually, you just mentioned something that kind of clicked in my head talking about anxiety and depression. I would never say that I had it bad, but I I experienced it to a good degree where I was like, oh, I don't like this feeling. And so I definitely understand where, where people are at when they have this. But growing up my entire life, starting from sophomore year of high school, I knew I wanted to be a physical therapist. In my last semester of college, in the last two months, I was already accepted into physical therapy school. And I told my parents before I came back home, I'm not going to be doing that. I didn't want to do it. So for six years, I planned out my life. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I and then at a whim, I was like, this is not what I want to do. I And the reason why is I, I experienced a lot of, I was there for like 4,000 hours and I have internship and I didn't enjoy it. But my parents were really pissed off at me and I had to drive all the way back home from Tennessee back to Arizona, live with my parents and deliver pizzas. (laughs) Talk about a setback, but that like all, that's what it took for me to like reassess like, okay, what is it that I want to be doing with my life? What kind of things do I want to be doing? What am I good at? How can I help other people? So on and so forth. But it took me going to a very, very dark place to realize that. And so I share that because mm-hmm. that's usually a lot of what people find as their setback. It's not necessary. It's not always injuries. It's usually life circumstances where people feel like they're going backwards. And he talked about staying stagnant. I was there for three months delivering pizzas when, by the way, yeah. I was like a 3.8 GPA student. Like I worked my ass off and I played college sports. Like I, I had everything lined up to go deliver pizzas after college. Not exactly, yeah. you know, the best thing in the world. And in my eyes, that's a setback. That's going backwards, moving sideways, not doing anything. But it took a while. And sometimes it does take a while. The thing is, though, you have to come around and you have to start asking yourself, what can I improve on? What can I improve on? How can I get better? So one of the things that he mentioned was the journal or just asking those questions. I actually have my clients do the the simple exercise. If they're they're struggling with some sort of um, anxiety, depression, Two questions every single day you ask yourself. Number one, what went well today? That's it. It can be very, very easy. It can be what went well or what am I grateful for? That's another Mm -hmm. one. But something I want you to have some positive thoughts about the day before we dive into the hard part, which is what didn't go well? And I don't want you to beat yourself up. It's more so what didn't go well? And the second question now becomes, how can I improve on this? It doesn't need to be a lot. But you'll notice those little 1% changes over time are going to slowly bring you to the light where you are no longer struggling. Yeah, for sure. And I think the incremental change is important. It's the same thing with basically anything in life. I mean, I'm sure there's people that can quit cold turkey or, you know, start this, you know, saving $1,000 a month or, you know, 
restricting their calories or doing keto or whatever, but like extremes usually don't last and I don't think they're very effective. Um, and so I, I think incrementally, like, like you said, having, having your clients and our clients be like, Hey, you know, what, what's like one thing you can do today. And I, I do think it takes, it is, it's a hard practice. I'm not going to lie to you guys to sit there and be a hundred percent. I don't know what episode it is, but I think it's like, um, I think it's episode three or something. It's called stop lying to yourself. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to the episode. Being honest with yourself. Because the hardest thing to do is being completely, like completely honest with yourself. I call it gun to the head. If I had a gun to your head, I'm going to kill you. If you don't, if you're not completely honest with me right now, you're hooked up to a lie detector test. You would tell yourself a completely different story than the crap you tell yourself every day. I don't have time. I'm too tired. There's a gun to your head. And if you're like, I'm pretty good, I'm doing, I'm doing okay in life, I'm doing these things. It's not for you to tear yourself apart, but what we do is we put on these masks that get us through life, and it's, a, it's an ego. That's really what it is. It's an ego mask. And we put on a different ego to be able to deal with life. Life is hard. Life is harsh. And so the problem is that ego becomes our identity, and we're not able to actually sit there and be honest. Because when we're honest... It's our ego mask self talking to our other self. I know it sounds weird, but that's what it is. Not actually you. Because if I had a gun to your head, then the ego mask drops because you're like, oh crap, I have to really dig. I have to actually tell the truth. But that mask help, helps you. Like, I, I'm fine with the way I look. No, you're not. No, you're not. If I had a gun to your head, are you fine with the way you look now? Like, you know, and it might seem super extreme, but if you can get that honest with yourself, it's a humbling experience. Because I am a pretty confident person and I used to be super prideful. I'm a lot shittier person than I think I am. And, and in a good way, because I, I like being like, oh, I mean, you know, maybe you're not that good. And it's hard because sometimes people like our family, they're like, you're so good. I love you the way you are, right? Like none of those people tear you apart. The problem is if you're not breaking yourself down a little bit, you can't build yourself up. It's like a muscle. You have to, yeah, it's a muscle. You have to break yourself down just a little bit. You have to get, you know, get your notch down a little bit of your ego and what you think of yourself because that is how you grow. And a setback every single time will do that. Like you're going through life, you think everything's good. And then you're like, oh crap, maybe not, you know? And, and that's really what it is. It's a reality check. Have you ever heard that? So that's the same thing. Well, what's another word for reality? Like honest, like this is honestly what's happening. This is what's that's happening true. in real time. Yeah. So for me, when I do like reflection and I personally don't journal, that's just me. I pray and I, you know, go on a walk and I just think in my head. And so it's great because after I come back from the walk, I do things immediately. Doesn't mean I'm not going to have, first of all, let me just tell you, it doesn't mean I'm not going to have a giant setback. Like I could get hit by a car and be paralyzed tomorrow. Okay. Um, that's not the point, but me solving the problem before it's a huge problem makes me feel empowered. And then when the big problem happens, if it's anywhere even close to that area, I'm like, I could have been way worse. Thank God I was doing stuff about it. Mm-hmm. So not only do your setbacks like help you, but it's how much power you have. And so personally, like I generally don't have a problem with depression because I'm very in control of my life because I choose to be in control of my life. Yeah. And one thing kind of adding on to the power aspect of it all is whenever you're going through life, you have to understand that you are not going to be perfect. This this facade that reality yeah. has, that Instagram and all the social media out there, 
We all love it. We all digest it. It's all good stuff. But that's what you're comparing your life to. In reality, they're not, their life is not like that. And I need you to, you have to understand this. It's like, that's not reality. That's, that's completely different. And you have to tell yourself this and remind yourself, you're a human being. You are here to mess up and have setbacks. But ideally, those setbacks, like he was talking about, do not push you backwards forever. They set you back. You sit back. Okay, cool. What could I improve on? How can I go about this? And he doesn't He doesn't journal. Totally cool. The way he goes about it, though, is he does it in his head. But he's constantly asking himself that question because now he takes the power out of other people and mm-hmm. puts it in his hands. And now he doesn't have to deal with uh, the stress, anxiety, depression because it's no longer in someone else's control. It's fully in your control. Right. And that's essentially it. And and if you're somebody where you're like, well, I believe, you know, God's in control or has a plan. Okay, cool. Here's a message for you. God might be in control of your, of your, of your final destination, but I, would you say that he doesn't want you to reflect and improve? Of course he would. Would you say he doesn't want you to reflect and like identify the th- the weak areas and do better or have you not work hard? Of course. Right. So, you know, like you also can't be such a destiny person, whatever you believe in it doesn't have to be, you know, God, Jesus, like it could be whatever the universe but you can't just put it on that. Like, well, it's out of my hands. Yeah, to a certain point, but you can't say that sentence unless you've done literally everything and then it's out of your hands. But you can't say that first. Like not honestly, right? You can't honestly say, well, it's just what happened, but did you do anything to stop it? Did you do anything to lose the weight? Did you do anything to change it? I, my, my, all my whole family's fat, my genetics. Okay, that may be. Those are the cards you're dealt. Now what? What have you done? Oh, uh, well, I've, no, what have you done? Oh, I've kind of done this, but no, no, but what have you done? Have you stuck to a diet for th- a year? Have you been on a training program for a year? Have you been consistent? I know you can do that. Oh, I'm really overweight. Yeah, your workouts are going to be less. Your nutrition is going to be less. Have you done it? Well, no. You're going to blame that on genetics? You know what I mean? Like a, a, eventually we have to take ownership and I maybe don't struggle with fitness, but tell, I'll tell you, I've struggled in my marriage. I've struggled with being a, a, a good parent. I've struggled with being a good friend. I've struggled financially in my life, like all these, and with fitness, but like I've struggled with all these things. And like you said, we're human and we need to have realistic expectations. And she's like, the pretty girl you see on Instagram, she's probably gorgeous, but you know what? She poops, she farts, she wakes up with messy hair. She has boogers. Um, she probably hocked a loogie before and we don't want to think of that, right? Like we're like, oh, but she's just hot. No, 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 she does all those things. She's a human being. If she didn't shower for five days, she'd be stinky and gross like all of us. But we live in this reality, right? And I get 100% sucked into it. I'm on social media all day where it's the nicest house, the best body, the best angles, the best whatever. And, you know, that's like a, a whole another episode we'll probably talk about. Um, and the, the problem with that and how it relates to setbacks is I think it, it makes people not reflect correctly. I think that's like why, you know, Coach Bryce brought it up. I think... You have to reflect on reality. And sometimes, you know, this is how I do it. I'll tell you just my opinion because I'm not a therapist. I really step outside the box and I very, like, very carefully, like, watch how people react to me, Um, whether it's on a sales call or my wife or my son or my friends or coworkers or whoever. And I'm like, try to like be in their head and their body. Like, why did they say it that way? Why are they acting that way? And I literally like want to come out of my being to like observe. And then I'm like, you start noticing things. And really all it is, it is self-evaluation and deep observation. 
or like, you know, I, I do it in my relationship a lot because I interact with my wife a lot and I'll talk and be like, man, like, no wonder she's this way because you're blah, blah, blah. Instead of being like, well, they, well, they, well, they, I understand that, but you also can't control that person. You know what you can do? You can influence them based on your actions that you control. And so if you're evaluating your setback or if you're trying to avoid a big setback, which I think the theme has been, you need to reflect and you need to reflect often. You have to view it in, in the correct lens. And it, it's probably going to take something that's really hard for me to do. And that's like being by yourself, being quiet, not having other things. Cause I've tried to go on walks and I'm like scrolling through Instagram. That doesn't count or listen to a podcast that doesn't count. And I'm talking, and it, you know, it's almost a form of meditation where you have to really think about how other people view you. And it's, and you shouldn't care about what everybody else thinks, but I think subjectively, like there's people in your life where you should care a lot. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that I kind of wanted to add on to all of this is when you are reflecting and you're doing this constant improvement in your life and you've, you've built that muscle up of like always searching for some little bit of improvement, when you do have those big setbacks, they're not as big anymore yep. because you've learned and you've taught yourself. Toughen it's up. the people that, yeah, exactly. You, you get tough skin. And like for going back to the example of, of uh, me graduating college and delivering pizzas, man, does that teach you how to really like pull back the curtain and develop quick. Mm -hmm. But I also had four years of college sports and education, which if you haven't, if you're not, if you haven't been a college athlete, you know what it's like, or if you have been, you know exactly what the grind is kind of like, but you have to constantly be learning and improving. So whenever I did have that, I could, I could not imagine what it would have been like for somebody who hadn't gone through the struggles of like constant reflection and improvement and getting tougher skin. And so in the grand scheme of it all, when you continuously force yourself it, and you might have a perfect day, but if you can find something to nitpick at, but you, and you can improve on this, if you force yourself to continue to level up every single day, when those setbacks happen, you're going to have a much better mindset around it and your bounce back time will be instant. And that's the whole goal is you don't want to, when things happen, you don't want to sit for days and weeks and months. It, you want to be like, okay, uh, sucks. <sighs> All right. How can we go about this? And then right back into reality and progressing. Yeah. And honestly, uh, that sound weird, but I love struggles. Like bring them on dude. Cause I'm telling you right now, I think a lot of my mind, my mindset, and I, I like as cliche as this might sound, I, I just feel like my struggles have given me ammo. Like I had uh, got my, at the time, um, girlfriend pregnant when I was 19, had a kid when I was 20, got married when I was 20, joined the Air Force when I was 20, got divorced by uh, an ex that I'm not even going to get into it too much, but was unfaithful while I was deployed. So I had to become a single parent and I had to get out of the military. And then I had to go to college um, and do everything backwards with a kid. Meanwhile, I'm keeping my physique the whole time, like, and I'm still super young. So I had a lot of setbacks, but I'm actually really glad for those setbacks because my friends used to make a joke, like at 25, like you're basically a 40 year old. Like you've been, you joined the military, you had a kid, you got married, you've been divorced, all this stuff. It was super hard time in my life. But then when I chose to start this business and do things, I'm like, oh, I'm, yeah, this, this is what I'm doing. This is not very hard anymore. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and I'm like, it, it actually helped me go to college. Cause I, I started understanding when I, when I make up my mind on something, like that's just what it is. 
I don't care what I have to do. I don't care if I die. I don't care if I, whatever that I'm going to accomplish it. And the only reason I had that mindset, cause I promise you, I used to be a very like mentally, even though I was you know, looked pretty good and was strong, very insecure, weak little boy in my mind. And, and I didn't have the fortitude and grit I have now to accomplish bigger things in my life. And I also know that this is just the beginning for me. Unless I die. I'm really excited because even though I'm like not super long into this business, I'm like, let's go. I tell Bryce, I'm like, I want to suck. I like, you know, I have business coaches and stuff and I love like getting on a sales call or something and somebody doesn't sign up only because I'm like, I now have a chance to improve. And I feel like I let this person down because my job is to get them help, right? So now I'm like, cool, Stefan, you get to work on something, which means that I'm still alive. You know, like I get to feel alive. I get to improve and grow and struggle. And I think the problem with society, one of the biggest problems is people, and we follow an entrepreneur, Alex Ramosi. He's like, people think they need to be happy all the time. That's the problem is they're like, I'm just seeking happiness. No, 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 no. It's, that's like saying it's supposed to be sunny every day. And we live in Arizona, so that doesn't count. But everywhere else, like it's supposed, you're supposed to cry, struggle, be happy, be sad. And if you ever watch the movie Inside Out, right, with the little cartoons, you can't, sadness isn't sadness unless happiness is happiness. Like you have to have polar opposites for one thing to even matter, right? Like it, if you're happy all the time, it wouldn't even be called happiness. It would just be you. Like that's just it, right? So you have to have opposites. And when you have those opposites, those setbacks, you have a choice. You do. It might not feel like in every time, like if you're getting T-boned by a car, you don't have much of a choice, but in almost every single area of your life, you have a choice and you have a choice when you don't have setbacks. You know what I mean? And that's what, that's the biggest thing that's helped me improve in 2022 since we're wrapping up the year is I probably done more self-reflection this year than I ever have. And I can tell you right now in a good way, I feel less confident with who I was at the beginning of the year. And not that my confidence has dropped, but who I thought I was versus who I am now. And all it was is that mask. I started taking off and peeling the onion back and the layer of the masks. And it's a very humbling experience because now, not that I'm starting over, but I feel like I have a lot of room to grow. And I I actually, like halfway through the year, I was like, like, I felt like I topped out at a lot of things in my life. And and I was actually getting depressed because I'm somebody that feels like I need to grow. Now I have this like whole other journey and it makes me super excited. Yeah. there's. Two, I know this is going on for a good little while, but I do want to talk on two quick little things. We all know that COVID happened and yeah. that was a massive setback for the entire world. Uh, I graduated college with my degree in exercise science in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. So I was working at a gym and doing my internship when COVID hit. So I feel you. <laughs> yeah. What kind of person were you then? And that's the question. Like there were some people that took it and they said, hell yeah, Crushed give it, me bro. that stimulus. I'm going to be watching Netflix, oh, baby. People. Let's, let's run it. Then there were other people who took advantage of it. And yeah. you have to be the person. If you, you don't have to do anything, honestly, but if you want to be somebody who wants to live a limitless lifestyle, something that you can be proud of at the end of it all, you have to continue to see opportunities specifically when there are setbacks in the world. Yeah, Cause the there's, most- there's going to be at least I'm no economic expert, but they're talking about a possible recession and 
you know what most millionaires and successful people think? Major oh, hell yeah. Let's go, baby. We're going to make yeah. even more money. But most people don't think of it that way. So we have to start. And it's not all about finances, but we have to start thinking in that way of seeing it as opportunity. And the thing that I kind of wanted to go off on mm -hmm. in this, because this is a fitness podcast, is fitness and training is the absolute best way to start moving and changing your mindset around this kind of stuff. Because you're going to go in one day and you're going to be training and that weight is going to be so much heavier than the time before. Yeah. And that's going to set you back mentally. Well, why, why the hell did I not progress? Da, 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 da. But that training in itself is the very first way, I think personally, that people can start their personal development journey towards shifting their mindset. Because when they're going through gritting out those, those uh, reps, when it's burning and it hurts, but you know you can keep going, if you stop and you do less than you did the week before, that's a setback which means it gives you an opportunity to reflect it. Okay, we got to get after it again next week. This is how we'll go about it. Da, 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 da. But yep. that's how I would how I would start implementing this is get yourself on a good training program that's going to challenge you and it's going to cause you to fail because only then will you actually learn how to grow. Yeah. And and then you and we have clients that have setbacks all the time and they're really lucky cuz they don't have to figure it out on their own. They go I mean, there's, there's for sure self-reflection. Even we have a weekly check-in and they fill out a form and they have self-reflection in there. Why? Because it's very important. I don't want to be like, oh, according to your progress, uh, yes, I'm going to give them my feedback, but I also need to know what they think because it's their mind and it's them doing it. And, you know, another fantastic thing about being on a program that I think is the most influential like aspect in creating success is you learn to do things regardless of if you want to do it, basically. And everything that really comes in life that like is good comes with that. Like you only get rich usually by doing something for quite a while that you didn't want to do. You only get super smart by reading and going to school and like learning all those things. Like probably didn't want to do that. Your house only gets clean by doing the dishes and vacuuming what you don't want to do. Your relationship only gets good by you being like, sorry, honey, and doing that. You know what I mean? Like Going basically like putting that other person before yourself, which is not human nature. So everything in our lives that we like don't want to do is kind of a good thing. <laughs> like all the hard things, right? And so people are very avoidant at doing the hard work. Like they avoid it like the plague and the, and fitness makes you do it. And we've had clients that are like, I hate the gym. I've, I've trained plenty of them. And seven, eight months later, they're like, the gym's not that bad. Two years later, they're like, I like going to the gym. Five years later, they're like, the gym's fun. and Or it, not even that, or even better, I don't know what I would do without the gym. <laughs> yeah, right? Which is where I am because it takes care of my mental health and my physical health. And like, it's so me. And I know Coach Bryce is the same way. Like, it's so him and integrated. And the thing too is it does make other things hard. I mean, it makes other things easy, not hard. Um, because it it's just, I, I don't have, and I've talked about this a ton of times, I don't have a conversation in my head like asking myself if I want to do hard things as much as I used to. It doesn't mean it never happens. I'm not this like stone cold David Goggins dude running, you know, 50 miles a day, taking ice baths three times a day. That's not me. I'm not going to lie. Like I like to be comfy and cuddle with my dogs on the couch at night, but I I don't have that conversation. Like I'm not like, oh man, do I want to, uh, no, it, do you want the result? Then you need to do it. Go do it. Stop talking. Go like that. That's the conversation in my head. And 90% of the time, it didn't used to be like that. So you're also building like a lot of like grit and fortitude. So yeah, that's essentially it. You just got to take those setbacks 
reframe your mind on how you're viewing them, view them as opportunities instead of setbacks and run with it, learn from it, grow from it. And that's the only way that you're actually going to continue to make progress, whether it's in yeah. fitness, relationships, finances, whatever the case it may be. That's the view. That's the frame that you have to view it from. Right. So take this, take what we said, go apply it to your life. Um, before you guys go, I do have a favor to ask, please, if you, if you could, I know this is a super long episode, but hopefully you got some value from it. If you could pause and leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify video, that would be awesome. Also, if you could like and share this episode on social media, we're primarily on Facebook, but we do use Instagram. It's at pursuit underscore HP. Um, you can find all our links there, or you can go on our website, which is pursuehp.com and hit us up. If you guys feel like this episode did speak to you and you feel like you want to start taking these steps, my call to action is do it. You know, this is probably going to come out at the beginning of the year. Have, have somebody that's forcing you to self-reflect because it is a hard thing to do. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. And if I like, I wish I would have had a coach sooner and I have coaches, maybe not fitness coaches, but I have business coaches that make me reflect on like my effort and my schedule and things in my life. And I have other like accountability people that force me to reflect because I was avoiding it for a very long time because it's hard work and it's super uncomfortable. <laughs> and so when you're commit to something like our clients do, they're like, all right, I paid for it. I'm doing it. I made the commitment to myself and the coach. And it kind of like forces them to get through that really like ucky, mucky, yicky period that does that everybody usually like dips out on. And until you break through that period, like coach Bryce says, you're going to not have thick skin. The setbacks are going to keep you set back. You're not going to have the grit and, and you're not going to grow and progress. It'll only be one step forward, one step back. Yeah. You'll just be stuck. Yeah. So but that's why it's important to have coaches to guide you along and yeah. be like, you're doing good. Like just stick to the process. Here's what I would improve little things like this. And you'd be surprised because those little improvements, that's what makes you take two steps forward instead of yeah. only one. And that's why you continue to make progress. And then you make it through the swamp, the shitty parts and it's all free range from there. Yeah, hundred percent. And you summed it up well. So I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Like I said, go share the episodes, go give us a review. I would really, really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Take care, everyone.